0: This is Sylvia Schneider with Equinely Inclined, the equine podcast for the internet horse community. Episode 204, Holiday Gift Giving Ideas for Horse Lovers, recorded on November 27th, 2022, brought to you in part by Ponside Digital Media. You can find out more about Ponside and our equine offerings at www.ponside.com. Hi, I'm Sylvia Schneider, and it's getting so close to holiday gift giving times. That for me, that means Christmas, so whatever you're celebrating, I thought it would be a good idea to talk about gifts for people who love horses. I have to say, no matter what the gift-giving occasion, when I was young, the only thing that was ever on my mind was getting a horse. I'm sure my parents got tired of the ask, and it left me completely confused by the fact that Santa never granted my request. Not only did I not get a horse, I didn't get anything horse-related. It was very puzzling and frustrating. In hindsight, I'm pretty sure my parents thought this was a passing thing for me. Oh, by virtue of the fact that I'm doing this equine podcast at an age that's older than I'd like to admit, it was not just a passing phase I was going through. Well, you might ask, why do I keep going with the horse thing? Well, there's too much I could say about this. For me, it's a calling. I feel compelled to extol the virtues of horses. I'll start by saying horses are great teachers. They've taught me a lot. There's a quote by Anthony Laughlin that comes to mind, though. He says, horses teach us a lot. Very little of it actually has to do with horses. It couldn't be truer. I could say so much more and probably will in future episode, but let's just say that I want everybody to have the opportunity to experience horses in some way. So I just keep letting people know more about horses and other equines and the people who love and work with them. If your child is obsessed with horses, it's not a bad thing. Horses will teach them a lot. As a matter of fact, there's an episode in the archive, episode 23 with a great segment about how much a horse can teach a child. I'll tell you how to access the archive at the end of this episode. I could go on about how good horses are for people, but for now, we should move along to my guest for this episode. So I chose this guest today because I think she's well qualified to speak about books you could get as gifts for horse lovers. If you've followed our podcast for a while, you'll know this person. She's been a horse lover and a horse owner and a riding instructor for a very long time. So, without further ado, let's chat with Diana Belbar. Hi, Diana. Hello, Sylvia. <laughs> it's so great to see you again.
1: It is and
0: see you virtually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, I was telling our listeners, I believe you're well qualified to chat about books. And just as an aside. I'm hoping you can stay long enough to bounce around other gift giving giving ideas with me. Would that be okay? Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's great. But you know, we haven't talked for a while and I'm wondering what have you been up to? Anything mm-hmm. interesting, horsey, or otherwise?
1: Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, sure, always. <laughs> just a few weeks ago. It was, it was uh, hmm. It was very stressful but and very tiring but it had a good outcome so I can tell you this story um honey uh, one of my ponies I had whistled yeah. up the horses and she was in the lead and I was there watching it it was on a Sunday afternoon and we had our beautiful fall right it was mm, just so warm yeah. and and gorgeous and uh, up she comes just cantering across the the field and up to the gate and she ran across some deadfall and I watched oh. as the dead fall, it was like a, a log <laughs> flipped up and hit her underneath and then dropped down onto her fetlock. And she immediately started the three-legged lame hopping, right? Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. thought, oh, it's, you know, it's got to be, it was just an owie, 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 and she'll be yeah, fine. Yeah, shake it off. Shake it off. But yeah. Yeah. No. But no, okay. she continued three-legged lame. So, oh, sure. uh, I, you know, I was, I brought her in, I had a look and I couldn't see what was wrong. I had, well, I got to call of vet. So I called out the vet and uh, (laughs) she couldn't see what was wrong at first either. And we were looking at the leg and looking at the (laughs) foot. Yes, exactly. (laughs) A drop of blood came down and she looked up underneath and oh my gosh, there was like a six inch gash in her groin. So what had happened was this, this branch or log had jumped up, split the skin and gone up between her abdominal wall and her mm-hmm. thigh muscles. Wow. And had left uh, a lot of uh, debris up there, like splinters and bark. That, and, that, that could have yeah. been
0: really bad.
1: Yeah, it could have. And it, it's interesting. I did have it happen once before, but but the mirror actually had it caught in there and it had to be cut out. This had just mm-hmm. dropped out so quickly. But... uh it's amazing how strong the abdominal wall is, because if it if you do get the penetration in the abdominal wall, it, that's that's that really a problem there. and really deadly. But it yeah. is very strong. And so it hadn't. And she it was really interesting to see the vet with her hand right up into on, into the groin and feeling right. And she said, I'm pretty sure that there's no damage to the abdominal wall. And she had to pick out all these splinters. She was picking out all this bark and the splinters were coming out. And she spent a good half hour, 20 minutes to a half an hour up there cleaning out that, that wound. And, right. of course, she was tranked and not, you know, oh, of course. she was fine, yeah. like had yeah. painkillers and so on, yes. right? But, uh, oh, it was, uh, it was amazing. Well, then I had to spend the next two weeks hosing it out. And then flushing it out and keeping it clean and, of course, you know, Vaseline because it continued, you know, to ooze and so on. Uh, So it was quite the trial. And all the safety talks that I give kids about never looking up underneath a horse (sighs) and never kneeling around a horse. And it would take me half an hour and these old bones just can't, you know. So I ended up, like, kneeling on the ground under my horse looking right and I would pick up her leg and hold it up she would hold it up for me and I her. oh I tell you she was so good but if she had if she had kicked or stepped forward or whatever she was so awesome right Mm -hmm. and it it just happened that I got the two weeks of good weather and managed to get it healed up just before we got the you know minus 18 windy right. horrible weather so
0: oh, i'm so glad that
1: you Not got it so cleared she's up fine. Ahead of time. Yeah. yeah she's fine it's all good but it was an experience well
0: you know horses they do stuff they hurt themselves and you, you never know when that's going to happen so i'm i'm glad it all turned out okay i'm glad that you yeah. got it cleared up before the bad bad weather came <laughs> <laughs> So, moving on. Was there anything else? I wish there was a happier story.
1: No, but it was happy. I mean, it worked out well, right? And, um, you know, all these things are learning experiences. So, anyway.
0: There you go. You got yourself a life lesson. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, maybe you could let our uh, listeners know why I think you're well qualified to make some book suggestions for horse lovers and horse riders or horse owners.
1: Sure. So, um, I guess number one, I'm I'm a prodigious reader of mm-hmm. books, but uh, and I also teach beginners mainly beginners safety mm-hmm. and and working around horses. And I I love finding books that are true to the horse, you know, and really explain well horses and mm-hmm. and have a ring of truth to them. Yes. <laughs> but I also run the bookmobile service for the county. <laughs> And for a number of years I was the purchaser of books for, for the Bookmobile. And they they mm-hmm. often came to me from the library to for my expertise on the horses to purchase books for them as well. And right. uh yeah, so I don't get to do that anymore. Now I'm mm-hmm. just meetings, meetings, meetings. But uh right. so but yeah, I mean it was uh, I always found it fun to hunt out and buy books for for the library. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, and just, I shouldn't, I, I don't want to hijack this conversation here, but it's interesting because one of our guests uh, from a couple of episodes back was from Michigan. And you went to Michigan when you were researching your bookmobile. So it's just interesting that there's a connection there.
1: Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, <laughs> beautiful state. Yeah. I was trying really hard to see color. You know, seems like every time I've gone east and that's mm-hmm. been three or four times in the mm-hmm. fall. I've Mm -hmm. always managed to miss the color, but I did get it in Michigan. I just had to travel a long ways. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) Okay, well, back on track here. I'm going to let you take the helm and tell us about the books that you discovered would be good,
1: and for whom, and uh, why. Okay, so I'll start with picture books, because, uh, well, no. Let's start with the youngest ones. So Mm -hmm. there's not, you know, like, not a lot of books that, that you can say for like toddlers and babies. But but I do like, you can find these little puppet books where there's a little horse head or a little, you know, whatever head. But you stick your finger through it and it comes through the hole in the book and you can read the story and, you know, move the little (laughs) puppet head around. It's really fun. So, you know, for the littlest ones, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. The picture books, on the other hand, I really like the ones that are watercolors And, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, true to the horse. And I don't like like glitzy books and flowing manes and tails and bows and things like that. That aren't quite real. Yeah, I like the more realistic ones, but that are still very, uh, very detailed and very soft and warm. So Mm -hmm. one of the ones I would say that I I really love is called Belle's Journey. And it's Mm -hmm. by Marilyn Reynolds. Now, it's an older book, but it was a Canadian Children's Book Centre Choice Award. (laughs) and uh, beautiful beautiful illustrations and it's about a bell who was an aging mare and you know her one job her only job was to take her little eight-year-old girl back and forth to music lessons about eight miles and Mm -hmm. so um, her father was talking about getting her a younger horse that had more energy right? Right. But then there was a blizzard. And we all know what these prairie blizzards are like, right? Yes. Well, we don't all know, but you can't see your hand. Yeah, you can't (laughs) see your hand in front of your face. And yeah, uh, yeah, you better not go out in the yard. Never mind eight miles and be Mm hit in one of these storms. Anyway, she clings to the horse's mane and that, that horse finds her her way home with her little rider safely and so they oh, decide that they should keep Bell. and I love these stories about older horses that are worth their weight in gold because I personally believe that older horses are worth their weight in gold so yes unfortunately other people have now discovered them. yeah they've it's now discovered it so it makes it harder to purchase those wonderful old horses but I'm glad it's to true. see that they do have homes So Mm -hmm. uh, the other one that I would mention that I just love is Five O'Clock Charlie. And Mm -hmm. Five O'Clock Charlie is a workhorse who is being retired and is bored. And so he keeps jumping out of his field and showing up at five o'clock at a lady's house to get her apple pie, right? Mm -hmm. He doesn't steal them. She gives them to him. She always (laughs) gives him a slice of apple pie. So anyway, lovely pictures again. This one by Marguerite Henry. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know other books by her, people might know, are Misty Oshankotig and mm-hmm. uh, just oh, wonderful, wonderful books, well worth finding <laughs> because mm-hmm. these horses, these books may not be readily available, but they're mm-hmm. worth purchasing secondhand and and finding, in, and that you can still find them even in the libraries and and so on. So
0: well a lot of times the hardcovers are still available too. Yeah. Like if you want to pay, they are quite expensive. But it's a special they're very, gift. Yeah. It's special for
1: someone. It's worth They're it. very special. Now the other one I would mention as they get a little bit older would be uh, CW Anderson's books, the B- Billion Blaze series.
0: I so, loved uh, Billy and Blaze. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I I think I read every single one of them. I would go off as a kid to the library by myself, and I would read and read and read until I fell asleep on the table at the library. <laughs> and that was one of the ones, Billy and Blaze. I never owned a copy, but I read them all.
1: Yeah, and I think the other one, another part of the series was uh, Pony Hollow Panda. So oh, yeah? there was another se- another horse um, that you know besides Blaze. But anyway, they were. The awesome books and really awesome drawings. And they are great I can reads as well. So for Mm -hmm. those very beginning readers. And they're Um, still
0: available, aren't they? And they're
1: still, yeah, they are still available. Yeah, we have them in the library now. And so we were able to purchase them. Uh, Mm -hmm. The Blind Connemara is another one by C.W. Anderson. Great books. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah. So then as you move up, I mean, in, in, let's say, grade school, So Mm -hmm. Walter Farley's The Black Stallion was, of Mm -hmm. course, a a favorite. And Black Beauty, even though it's very anthropomorphic, (laughs) is still a good story, but a kind of a sad one, right? And Mm -hmm. so, like, yeah, anyway, but still worth reading. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, What I love are the true horse stories. Right. Mm-hmm. Because there are just some amazing stories. And so Judy Drakeson, who's a local Sherwood Park author, mm-hmm. uh, she w- has written some really good true horse stories. So I would look at, you know, I would look at any true horse stories to mm-hmm. offer tickets. Sometimes they can be sad, but um you know but not always usually they're you know tales of endurance and and coming through in the end right mm-hmm. you know a lot like uh black beauty right mm-hmm. um and for again for those uh, rising up in age angela dorsey now and we know angela dorsey you know angela mm-hmm. right, right. Per- yeah um yeah. she's from the east uh, for, sorry from the west coast hmm mm-hmm. And she writes, uh, Winnie's on the Wind is a series, Horse Guardian is a series, Sunseeker, Time Travel. So mm-hmm. she writes a number of series that are very good. I think so, Freedom
0: was one of her big, big hit series, wasn't
1: it? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I don't have that one down here, so I'm not oh, okay. sure. But okay. I would say anything by Angela Dorsey would, would really be worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, Marilyn Halverson. Alberta born, Alberta raised. Mm-hmm. So Cowboys Don't Cry. Like I think people might recall that one being made into a movie. Oh, so, okay. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like, uh, you know, what we would call Div 2 up here, but but grade 4, 5, 6, 7, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think Smokey the Cowhorse. Horse. <laughs> I don't even remember who the author was. That one just popped into my mind. But yeah, that one, I
0: remember the name yeah
1: mm-hmm. smoky the cow horse is is really it's a classic so you could mm-hmm. look that up and see if you could find it um that one just came to mind because of cowboys don't cry uh smoky the Cowhorse horse was a mustang wild mustang anyway excellent mm-hmm. books mm-hmm. so um i'm just checking my list here so i don't miss anything <laughs> your cheat <chi-chi. laughs> sheet yeah my cheat sheet here um by the way, Marilyn Halverson also has an adult book, Living, Living in the Wonderful. And mm-hmm. it's got, uh, apparently it's got photos of her, her ranch and her animals. So mm-hmm. that would be one worth checking out for sure for adults. Oh, so this one's interesting. I just read this book just, just this past year and I really liked it. The War That Saved My Life. Hmm. And The War I Finally Won, two books by Kimberly Brubaker Bradley. Now, they're set in England. She's from the States, but these are set in England during the Second World War. And it's World War II through the eyes of a disabled child, hmm. eager to escape her life of neglect and abuse.
0: And of, wow. course,
1: of course, a major part of this story for her is she develops a love of horses, and hmm. horses are what? brings her brings her around and makes her connect with the lady that takes her in so mm. anyway it's a very very interesting reading and, uh, that sounds good. I'm going to have you know, to
0: listen to this again, because
1: I'm going to want to take my, uh, you know, note all these <laughs> books, yeah. write them well, down. Again, this one is like grade four, five, six, but I wouldn't stop there. I think grade seven, eight could read it. Like I, mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoyed them. So mm-hmm. I don't think there's really an upper age limit. But Probably it was not. it was interesting. I, I do like and a lot of people like to read historical adventures, mm-hmm. right? So that was, that's an excellent one and relatively mm-hmm. new. So, okay, let me see. I think I'm up to, hey, but you know, there was one I was just thinking about. You had a horse, Dolly, mm-hmm. and, right? Yep. Named yeah, after, Named after a book.
0: Yeah, called Dragon. Yeah, we called, <laughs> we had this pony called Dolly. And I was reading the book Dragon to my kids. And we decided Dolly looked so much like dragon that we called her Dragon's Dolly. (laughs) So she was not a registered horse. She was not a registered pony, but she looked so much like dragon that we just started calling the ponies Dragon's so-and-so and and Dragon's so-and-so. So So we have Dragon's Dolly and Dragon's Skyfire and Dragon's Lance and Dragon's Firefly. So we just kept
1: continuing. It makes me sound fancy. And, and Dragon, but Dragon was an Appaloosa.
0: Dragon was a POA, a pony of the Americas. So there you yes. go. Mm-hmm.
1: An mm-hmm. Appaloosa and pony. Lynn Hall, you, Lynn Hall, right? Lynn Hall
0: was the author. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So again, yeah. that's another another author to look up. Yeah. yeah. So, and then I was going to move to uh, adults, right? So okay. I would say, well, actually, no, I can't quite do that yet because I have one my favorite book of all time that um, made such an impression on me as a young child. So Mm -hmm. I don't even remember, I think I was in grade five or six or seven when I read this book, but boy, I tell you, it really stuck with me. It's Mm -hmm. called Game Legs Mm -hmm. and I had to really think hard. What was that book called? And I was thrilled when I was able to buy it secondhand online. Mm. And actually, it was kind of new. Like what they did was just um kind of rebound it, right? okay. Mm-hmm. so but uh, it, so it was very plain. The cover was very plain. But anyway, I was so thrilled when I found it and was able to reread it right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's uh, fairly simply written, but in very old-fashioned language. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> do so this, you know who the um, author was? Yes, I sure do, because I, of course, I did find it again. Arthur mm-hmm. C. Bartlett. Mm-hmm. And it was actually Game Legs, the biography of a horse with a heart. And what was oh, it about? heads up. Heads <laughs> up, sad ending. Oh but I hate sad ending. So. I know, but it was also—I mean—I think of it as a child. I yes, I was very sad, um, but it was a story of triumph, and it was—I um, think it—it it, it really shaped my life. I got to tell you because mm-hmm. it was a story about bullying mm. and forgiveness. Oh, we and could use that these days. Resilience. Oh, Mm -hmm. I mean, it is so appropriate, you know, it's Mm -hmm. so still, so, uh, so valid, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I got to tell you, game legs. How am I going to find
0: time to read all these books, Diana?
1: (laughs) Oh, no, that one's, and that's why I say some of these books, you might have a hard time finding them, but there are used booksellers. You you just check the, you know, the references to see which ones are the good ones. But, Mm -hmm. oh, boy, I tell you, they are so worth coming through with again. So, yeah, my favorite book of all time, Game Legs. It's Mm -hmm. always better to read than watch the movies, too. And I must tell you, too, there was another s- horse story, but it was in the Book of Knowledge. So that was an old encyclopedia, you know. I mean, we mm-hmm. we didn't have much money growing up, but mm-hmm. mom and dad liked to surround us with reading materials. And, of mm-hmm. course, I always read everything that was horse-related first. So <laughs> Of course. <laughs> I mean, we also had, um, I I grew up with a real love of the Reader's Digest condensed books, which a lot of people mm-hmm. don't like. But Mm -hmm. I found them really good for stretching what you were reading. And I would always Mm -hmm. read the horse stories first and then the then the animal stories and then maybe the thrillers, but they do really move you into different genres, right? Yeah. So anyway, but the book, the the book of knowledge had a book called Coley Bay, the Outlaw Mm -hmm. Mustang. And I read and reread that story. So I think it's probably the reason why I really love bay horses. (laughs) (laughs) anyway that that one sorry that one just popped into my mind okay so um yeah so then I'll move into adults Mm -hmm. so and maybe this isn't too adult but Airs above the ground anyone who's read Mary Stewart she's a romantic mystery author right Mm -hmm. and so young younger kids like grade seven eight nine you could you could read um Mary Stewart books right Mm -hmm. but uh it was um central. It took place in Vienna. And mm-hmm. central to the story was a horse from the Spanish riding school. So, oh, of course, right. I loved it. Right? Right. So, and again, an older book. Now, uh, so, <laughs> this is cute. Adult. There again, they're not really new. But Jilly Cooper writes racy. And I mm-hmm. don't mean on the track.
0: <laughs> oh, I see.
1: So, they are. Tons of fun, riders, rivals, mount, polo. Yeah. Oh, anyway. interesting. Yeah, oh, yeah, they're fun. All right. And um, okay. And then Dick Francis, of course, everyone knows Dick Francis. He writes about yeah. racing, mysteries about racing. He's incredibly yeah. prolific. And one of the uh, more recent ones that has taken over for Dick Francis, who is long gone, is John Francombe. So if you like mysteries and you like horses, that, that could be good reading. Uh, Tammy Hogue, one of my oh, favorite authors. Oh, Tammy
0: Hogue. I was trying to remember her name because I read books that she wrote. And she's well qualified in oh, yeah. terms of her background. So for horse stuff, right? So Yes.
1: So, yeah. so one of them that I could give people is Dark Horse. But mm-hmm. it was about the Palm Beach down in Florida, the Palm Beach Horse Set and Crooked Horse Dealers. Mm-hmm. So it was it was really quite a thriller. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you like something a little more romantic, uh, well, and it, you know, I mean, everyone's going to know this because they've all seen the movie, but still the book is a good read. The Horse Whisperer by Nicholas Evans, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, um, meh, an oldie goldie, right? Yeah. Um, again, I, I do like true horse stories. So Snowman, I love the story of Snowman. The mm-hmm. true story of a champion, and you can see it in, in video, or you can read it in a book. This one was by Catherine Hapka, and it's mm-hmm. the story of Harry Harry Delay hmm, mm-hmm. Delayer. Delayer. He was a, yes, a jumper, yeah, a well known jumper down in the states. So mm-hmm. and he came from Holland originally, but anyway, I think so. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. But Snowman, um, basically, he bought the horse for eighty dollars uh, from the meat truck. Right. Yeah. Just um, looked at this big gray horse and just liked the look in his eye and bottom right off of the meat truck made them. He was late to the auction, mm-hmm. but he made the fire. He, he got the guy to bring him back off the auction truck and he turned into this amazing, not just an amazing jumper who really made DeLayer's name in jumping, but also a family horse. Mm-hmm. So just such a cool story. Yeah. I would definitely say that one. Um, If we were talking nonfiction, I mean, my favorite go-to book that meant the most to me was Centered Writing by uh, Mm -hmm. Sally Swift. Mm -hmm. So totally opened my mind to different ways to teach. Mm, Right. Because I'm very left-brained, very one, Mm. two, three, A, B, C. Right. (laughs) And of course, yeah. And so I, I would have... Uh, people that were writing with me who are not left-brained, who are right-brained, who mm-hmm. struggle with one, two, three, A, B, C. And so the Sally, the, the Sally Swift books are so, they give so many a good mm, mind mind, I, what do you call that, Sylvia? Come on, help me out here. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, Not like the kinds sure. of directions that are are visual, like you yeah. just think visually, right? Yeah. And well, so
0: that you were talking about, um, like, I mean, I too, am very much left brained in that matter, right? Like very technical. And um, so you were saying, like, instead of telling people to put their uh, heels down and, you know, like, you know, sit up tall, you were saying, you know, you have to think of something like being ice cream cones dripping. Yes. And... <laughs> well,
1: that's, actually, that's my favorite story about Sally Swift. So, so I'm going to tell it. So sure. I had, I had a group of um, teenage girls that had been riding with me for quite a while and, and an adult uh, lady who lived down the road. And it was the last lesson of the season for her. And I said, well, let's do sitting trot. And she said, oh, please, no, please, no. (laughs) no. I looked at her and I said, she said, I I really, please, no. And I said, all right, we'll do circles instead. And then I started to talk about mm, the, uh, let me see, the barbershop pole that twists around and how you can Mm -hmm. think of your body as a barbershop pole. And then Mm -hmm. I mentioned dropping the inside leg. So imagine that your leg is, is a gate and one and the front hinge is broken and it drops down mm-hmm. and my teenage girls immediately said we're going to take that book away from you yes we yes. <laughs> were so tired <laughs> of these imageries that i was giving them that's the word i was looking for <laughs> and, uh, i heard a little voice say what book <laughs> and I, I turned to laura and i said did you like that and she said that made so much sense to me <laughs> And I said, oh, my goodness, are you right-handed or left-handed? And she said, yes, I am. And I said, okay, then you're going to go out and sit the trot now. And she said, no, no, no. And I said, yes, yes, yes. I want you to get out there, and you are going to be a brick of ice cream sitting on top of that horse. You are going to be made of ice cream, and you are just going to drip out the bottom of your feet, drip, drip, (laughs) drip in the rhythm of the horse. Go. And she went out and sat the trot. It's just like that. All this, all this time of trying to get her to sit the trot and talking about how your back has to be loose and work and all this other stuff. How you have to be relaxed but still have a little spring in your butt. Yeah. Anyway, she came back in and she was grinning from ear to ear. And that is how important it is. To it be is. able to use imagery and understand how a left-brain person thinks in images, yes. where a right-handed person who thinks with the left side of their brain is very technical, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and so <laughs> yes. you, yeah, you need very to be able, important.
0: Oh, very so important. important!
1: And so that's why Sally Swift is my favorite author when it comes to how to ride because she puts mm. it the two together. So right. it's absolutely awesome yeah yeah and then but then I have to tell you a funny story too sorry <laughs> <laughs> but this one this is before I learned about Sally Swift okay right. many years before and so I had a rider an adult rider who came to me and she was the one you might remember who called me up one day and said hi my name's Karen I have a horse I know nothing <laughs> about horses I have no way to get him home. I have no place to keep him. And I don't know how to ride or care for him. But someone said you could help me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Okay, well, we'll start by going to pick him up. And it turned out what had happened was her uncle had racehorses, pacers, actually, on the track. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, what happens when a horse doesn't make it on the track? And he said, well, maybe they end up at the pig farm. And she said, well, what on earth do they do at a pig farm? And when she found out, she went, oh, I could rescue a horse. Mm. And two weeks later, she had a horse.
0: (laughs) My goodness, yes.
1: But anyway, so as we were going through learning to ride on my horses Mm -hmm. um, and getting her horse ready to go, uh, she said to me, Diana, I found a book for you. Right? And Mm -hmm. she said, here it is. And she held it up and it said, horseback riding made easy and fun. (laughs) (laughs) And she figured you weren't fun because why? Because I really, you know, I break it down to make it easy, break it down into step by step. Right. Now I wonder now if she wasn't (laughs) left-handed and (laughs) right-brained, but I took the book and I looked just at the index at the front and it had I can't remember if it was, it was between six and eight pages on how to mount and dismount. And <laughs> I grinned and I flipped it open and said, read it and weep. <laughs> because yeah. It was all there.
0: Yeah, <laughs> anyway, all broken down, eh? All oh, broken down. Faith
1: just fell. I mean, the whole thing. I mean, it, this book described mounting and dismounting the way I would have taught it. And so mm-hmm. actually, it, it was an excellent book. And and I can mm-hmm. even tell you because I looked it up again. It was written by Sue Henderson Cohen. Oh, and yeah. it wasn't a big book, but mm-hmm. for beginners, it really gave the basics.
0: There so you
1: go. anyway, so there you go. It was quite funny. <laughs> she was quite devastated to see that um, <laughs> uh-huh. work, work writing made easy
0: and fun. Well, Sally Swift might have been more her style.
1: <laughs> Sally Swift might have been more her style. And back then I knew nothing about imagery and teaching so Mm -hmm. so there you go and I I think that I've reached the end of my um of my suggestions oh I'm sure we if we
0: thought if we sat around for a while we could probably come up with more but that's probably a really good example
1: okay but but wait I have to tell you (laughs) I have to tell you this with all of this said and done how I've said that, you know, I like the uh, books to be realistic. And, you know, I want the kids to learn something from them. I called up my daughter. Oh, yes.
0: (laughs) Oh, yes. She said you were going to get back to this.
1: (laughs) Yes, I asked her uh, what, um, what books she remembers from childhood. And I tell you, the one she named was like a, a, a book that we just, an old book we happened to have in the house. And it was a ridiculously anthropomorphic story where the mm-hmm. ponies dressed up and went into town and pretended they were people. Oh, the one she remembers from her childhood. So, and, you know, despite the fact that she lived on the farm, she'd been riding from the time she was three years old. She had horses outside. She still had My Little Ponies. Mm-hmm. with their pink flowing manes and their little combs. Yeah. And, you know, so for all me saying that kids should have that, my daughter still loved the fantasy world of horses, even though she was loving riding outside. So, yeah. you know, you can take everything maybe I said they, with a grain of salt.
0: Yeah, maybe they do need to go through the fantasy phase before they actually get involved with the real thing. So who knows,
1: hey, maybe we're well, just dumb. <laughs> she was involved with the real thing from the time she was 3 years old yeah but she still liked the fantasy yeah. so you know it's kind of funny and and she read a lot and of course i brought home a lot of books for her but mm-hmm. there were not a lot of horse stories in them mm-hmm. so you know she doesn't remember a lot of horse horse books just other books <laughs> right and oh. um, you know anyway so there you go that's that's funny <laughs> well okay
0: Maybe we should move along then to gift giving aside from books. Would that be okay now? Sure. Okay. So these are like gift ideas for horse people and for those who may not have fulfilled their horsey dreams, because you can love horses and just not have fulfilled those horsey dreams. So, you know, but I'd like to kind of say up front that there are things to avoid purchasing as a gift. And one would be a horse or a pony, in my opinion, Mm. and the other would be tack for a horse. Um, So I feel there are are many reasons to avoid gift giving uh, of a horse. But even if you know a lot about horses or the person you're gifting the horse to, receiving the gift of a horse can create a lot of emotional feelings if something ever happens where you have to part ways with that horse. Because it's hard enough as it is without extra attachments, emotional attachments.
1: Yes, I could see that. Yeah. And I think but I think it, it it really is how much do you know about horses too? Of course I think that people yes. that don't know horses very well are definitely the ones that should avoid Christmas presents, right? Because yeah. it's a sentimental time of year and people might be in a bit of a rush to purchase and mm-hmm. they may fall afoul of how easy it is to get into horses through the wrong person or purchase especially right
0: now because there's a lot of people who are not affording their horses and they are going very low cost and we both know that the 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 largest price you're ever going to pay for a horse or the smallest price you're ever going to pay for a horse is the purchase price (laughs) usually
1: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i think that a far better thing to do if you're going to get a child into horses is get them lessons
0: yeah Um, that's a good idea
1: Hmm. so um
0: i made a whole list of things i don't know if you've had a chance to look at any of them maybe you have your own ideas well let's hear yours okay well one of the things i mean this would be for older people um or You know, people of any age, really, because I've actually looked at a young child with one of these, and that's a journal. Like, there's beautiful leather journals out there that people of any age could uh, draw or write in, and they're available on Amazon. They, They have horses on the front, or, you know, they're really gorgeous. Mm hmm. So I know
1: nice. at one point I, I ordered journals that were like a, a year's journal. So they were like for that year. And mm-hmm. they had beautiful pictures on every page. They were lovely. Yeah, these are blanks, the ones that I'm thinking
0: mm-hmm. of. So they no. don't have to be year specific. And kids can just write in them or draw in them and then pick it up later because oftentimes their interests change or they get busy with something else. They can always come back and see what they drew or what they wrote. So that's cool. It doesn't have Excellent. to be based on a time. Um, one of the things that I absolutely love that I got were my hands-on horse grooming gloves.
1: <laughs> I have yet to try those, Sylvia. I um, use mm-hmm.
0: almost to bits. I've almost rubbed holes in them.
1: <laughs> so. yeah. Well, I think that quite honestly, even if, uh, even if a child um, doesn't have their own horse, they love to get their own grooming equipment that they can take out and yeah. use on a pony.
0: Right. And that's what that's actually the next thing I was going to mention is a tack kit with grooming tools like a rubber or plastic curry comb or a body brush and a hoof pick or two because we all know hoof picks go missing. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. it, like a hope tack box, right? Right. Like a hope yeah. dress, but a hope tack box.
1: And one of the things that kids love to get is, um, or, or like to buy themselves, is a lovely lead rope or even a lead rope and halter that yeah. they can take back and forth. So the mm-hmm. lead rope makes it easy. You can have your own lead rope, right, and take it back and yeah. forth with you. So they really enjoy having that sort of a thing, right? Mm-hmm.
0: Um, socks with a horse pattern on them mm-hmm. <laughs> back for any age or any person, right? Sure. Yeah.
1: Good glove. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say you'll like this one: lined gloves that are specifically designed to protect from winter cold, if that's appropriate for your area.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. something nubby if you're going to be riding, something with grip on the on the palm, on the palm yeah. and the fingers.
0: Sometimes that's yeah. a good idea, for especially for for young kids, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, horse treats, but make sure they're sugarless suitable for metabolic horses because you can never be too sure about a horse's condition that's true yeah i i use uh something called herbits because we have one metabolic horse for sure one old horse that is not metabolic we've tested and one other pony that i'm pretty sure could be tested and and show that she is also metabolic but the, the thing is, is that the horses seem to love them, the po- horses and ponies, and they seem to prefer them. If I have two handfuls of something, they'll go for the handful of the herbs. So they come in all kinds of, of flavors, which is really not for the horses you know like that's for us right like we're the
1: ones that are going like (laughs) oh maybe they'll like the apple ones maybe they'll like the carrot ones
0: oh they have mint ones oh they have cinnamon ones maybe maybe they'd like the licorice
1: ones (laughs) they say horses like banana but not mine
0: I haven't tried but they didn't have banana herbits but they do have banana they have um cinnamon they have cinnamon licorice uh apple carrot and mint (laughs) okay I
1: have to tell the funniest story So this was this was a story by by my friend Doreen and they Mm -hmm. had uh, they had a horse or knew a horse. Anyway, someone um, gave him not a peppermint, but some sort of a black licorice or something. Mm -hmm. And the horse took it out of their palm, walked all the way around the the little pasture they were in, came back over to the person, stood in front of them. The person opened their palm and he spit it back out. (laughs) Clearly said, no, not black licorice. Yeah, quite comical, uh, I guess.
0: Quite honestly, my Firefly pony would be very picky like that. She uh-huh. is total, she totally has her preferences. And um and I'll tell you, step eight is not one of them. <laughs> she oh, is that funny? Yeah. She does not like the step eight. <laughs> yeah. Anyway.
1: Well, you know what? Um, Actually, one yeah. treat that I do use for the horses that is not mm-hmm. a treat is mm-hmm. the, um, the cubes, the alfalfa, the, the uh, Timothy alfalfa cubes that you can buy mm-hmm. from Alpha Tech. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. break off little flakes of those because I don't want to use a big cube because they're kind of a choking hazard when you're hand feeding like that. And uh, I will break them off into little flakes. And the horses love them every time. And they take them like a treat, but they have no mm-hmm. sugar in them. They are hay. Yeah. And That's they act just like it's an amazing treat. So there you go.
0: See, yeah, ours... Ours are fed the cubes on a regular basis, so I don't know if that would be a treat for them. It does.
1: My horses are fed the cubes on a regular basis too, but they still will take it out of your palm every time. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So that's my Um, treat.
0: So another thing that I like, but this is personal, um, is a helmet, and it's personal and it requires a fitting. So maybe a certificate for that purchase.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: A, a riding helmet is always a good idea.
1: And they do fit very differently. Every every they type do. fits very differently, in, in, you know, according to your head. So, yeah, yeah so I certainly, my, my grandchildren got helmets as gifts.
0: Yeah, so it would be great to uh, have a gift certificate or even just make your own coupon and yes. print it out and say, hey, we're going to go together and we'll we'll make Look. a little lunch date out of it, and and uh, go and get a helmet for you. So Perfect. That, that would be one way of doing it. I think um, one of the things that people might think they're doing really well, and maybe they're not, is giving jewelry. <laughs> oh. So jewel ju- jewelry is nice, but it does require some thought. So if you are say in a relationship with someone and you want to give them jewelry, you need to be uh, kind of careful that you don't give them for instance something that is totally western when they're an english rider or something that's totally english when they're a western rider if you can make it a generic kind of a horse type of a thing um i'm sure that they would enjoy that the most but um you know and maybe the if you're if you're purchasing in a store maybe the if the person who's selling is a horse person they can help you out with that
1: well i can tell you that some of my favorite gifts that i have received Mm-hmm. are things like um oh, i have one made out of antler i believe that's a horse rearing that's up mm-hmm. on my uh, up on my mantle and mm-hmm. i have another that is a rock with a horse painted a horse head painted onto it that kind of melts into the rock yeah. right. um you know and i have another one that's actually you know the day of the dead right mm-hmm. from mexico mm-hmm right? Yep. Um. And it's a horse and rider, you know, mm-hmm. so it, it's um in memory of, of people or animals, right? Mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. some of the most amazing uh, gifts that I've received over the years. And, and you may recall them because they were all from you. <laughs> <laughs> and they were all, you know, so they were all absolutely beautiful. And of course, you know me well, so you know what I like. So yeah. So I mean those sorts of things are are amazing. Now it's not something to wear. I'm not as great, but you also know I, I don't wear jewelry, but I did receive the gift of a painted pony, which was a pin from a good mm-hmm. friend, another good friend. And mm-hmm. that was I, I mean, I love it to pieces too. There so. you go. Those are
0: those are good ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Mugs with horses on them. But, you know, once again, you want to make sure that it's something generic, unless you really know the person, right? So, uh and De noon is uh pricier. But for that special someone, it's a wonderful selection.
1: Mm-hmm. I've got a number of lovely horse mugs. And one mm-hmm. was a ceramic one that actually the handle, you kind of slid your hand around the mug, right? Inside oh, cool. the handle. Oh, love- so the handle was... Um, not not open it was just curved inside and that was awesome because you could just wrap your hand in there and stay warm it was lovely yeah i love that one yeah
0: that's nice um pottery another nice gift as long as it's generic or if you know a lot about the person you're buying for you can add some breed or discipline specific pieces if you know the person then Mm -hmm. otherwise just you know something with horses on is always well received for pottery i'm sure hmm um this one's a little bit different horseopoly
1: horseopoly <laughs> I have a I have a horseopoly yes we play it do all you the have time horseopoly? I do oh wow when did you get that you know I'm trying to remember I've had it for a few years now and, oh, and it's I'm fun? I'm oh yeah the kids love playing it and I, I always get a big chuckle out of it so uh I always lose i can't i can't not buy every horse i land on um Mm -hmm. but uh yeah i think it came from from my daughter actually but the grandkids and i love playing that
0: oh that's cool um what else um yeah um you know i think you don't always have to get stuff for people so Another thing that you can do is get an experience. Um, Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to be careful. You have to be careful that you know the person you're taking or whatever, but you could go for like a a one hour horse ride together. Right. And then you have to be careful who you're purchasing this from. Or you said earlier lessons, like you could go Mm -hmm. as a couple for riding lessons or as a mother, daughter or a father, daughter or a father, son, mother, son, you know, just a, to have a nice experience,
1: right? Do you know um, that I actually received one of the best things I received from my ex-husband was uh riding lessons and uh it was a helmet and breeks, everything, the whole nine yards and the lessons. I think he lived to regret it. <laughs> 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 but it was awesome. <laughs> totally got yeah. me back into horses.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um Another experience could be attending a horse expo together, or depending on your location, a trip to Spruce Meadows during tournament times, or Mm -hmm. even just as a drop-in, because as they say at Spruce Meadows, the coffee is always on.
1: Oh, yes. And you know, you do see coming up on Facebook once in a while, uh, there was a lovely, um, oh, it was like a spruce bough or uh, an evergreen that you made that was in the shape of a a horse head. Remember that? Uh And I've known people to get together, to go together to those things. as a Oh, to make
0: the the wreath as as an experience.
1: Together, Uh, yes.
0: Yeah, that's great. Um, Well, and I'll have one last thing on my list. So unless you have more, um, the other experience, I think, for a horse owner is a photo session for them and their horse.
1: Oh, what a lovely idea. Yeah. And And you know, I I would would add... (laughs) I would add to that. Now a photo session is like, that's a costly thing. So, and it's a lovely thing to get. And, and, and it is awesome and and provides some real mementos. But the other thing that I've done is over the years at Christmas or at birthdays um, looked at all the photos that I have with have taken, have been taken by someone else of Mm -hmm. photos that, uh, from from the from the summer or from that mm-hmm. year, and put mm-hmm. them all together in a little tiny photo album, you know, one that uh, is basically a page for every picture sort of thing, mm-hmm. and put those together for different people. And those are those are really fun to get or give. Yes,
0: yeah, that would be a very nice memento. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, that's all I have. I don't know. How about you? Is there anything I've that's missed? That's
1: lot. I do remember Santa getting, for me one year, um, five different colors of tack boxes, complete with color-coordinated brushes and hoof picks, right? Oh. And um, I was Santa. It was a gift to me. (laughs) I put them under the tree. (laughs) But I was obsessed at the time, obsessed with having a different color for every pony (laughs) in my lesson string. I mean, yeah. just absolutely absurd, but I just found it so much fun that the kids could have, you know, color coordinated. Anyway, I'm, I'm beyond yeah. that now, just saying.
0: <laughs> just barely, right? <laughs> barely. I
1: I still can't. I still go down the tack aisles or the, the grooming aisles, and yeah. I love to look at grooming tools, especially small grooming uh, grooming mm-hmm. tools for young children. And yes, I got to say depend. you can overdo it too. Like I do remember mm-hmm. now it could happen at, at Christmas or it could happen on birthdays. But I do remember going crazy one time when my uh, when my um my niece was just 5 years old and I had purchased everything she could possibly need except for a saddle, things like that, right? And mm-hmm. then I realized I had gone overboard, right? And so I called up everyone in the family and said, "If you're looking for something, <laughs> I already bought it if you would like it. And it turned out that we had this birthday party, and everyone in the family, like, got one of the things that I had purchased to give to the five year old, right? Like, we split it up between like six of us. Yeah. So, (laughs) there you go. Anyway,
0: you had all the best stuff.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, I knew what I was getting.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, it has been so awesome going over those books with you and going over some gift ideas. And I'm so glad that Honey is on the mend
1: and doing better. (laughs) And actually, this was really fun because it brought back a lot of memories. Thank you.
0: Oh, you're welcome. I love it when people, you know, go down that rabbit hole of memories. Yes. (laughs) You always leave in a better situation if they're good memories. So. Well, thank you so much, Diana. Um, I really appreciate you taking the time to do this with me. And well, thanks for having me, Sylvia. To, I would look forward to the next time we get together. It might not be until the new year, but uh, but we will see.
1: For sure. Thanks well, for if me. we don't see each other sooner, have a wonderful Christmas. Have yes. a wonderful holiday season and new year. But I know yeah. I will see you before that. I hope so. <laughs> I better. Okay.
0: all right well bye for now (laughs) bye bye hey it was so great to hear from diana again right honestly if you're a parent constantly dealing with the ask of a horse or a pony by your child don't ignore it it's something to be nurtured but the hard reality of cost cannot be ignored there are many ways to nurture a love of horses before buying one Earlier in this episode, I mentioned episode 23 from the Podcast Archive. If ever you're wondering what an experience with horses can give a child, that would be a good episode to listen to, and the mystery author of the letter in that episode is revealed in episode 24 when we finally learned who penned it. So what is the Podcast Archive and how can you access it? The Podcast Archive is where I can upload an episode The spoken word is automatically transcribed into text, and that text is searchable by you. The archive is on a private hub that isn't searchable by Google. The easiest way to access it is to go to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinely inclined, and there's a pinned or featured video at the top of the page. Play it to get a sneak peek of the hub and learn how you can access it. If you aren't on Facebook, but want to access the archive, send me an email to podcast at canadaequine.com and put about the podcast archive in the subject line. I'd be happy to help you out. Hey, did you know that when you like the podcast Facebook page, you'll hear your name when we welcome you at this spot in our next episode. In case you missed it, remember you can find the Equinely Inclined Facebook page at facebook.com slash equinely inclined. It's always nice to welcome our newest visitors to the Facebook page. So while you're at the page, click the like or follow button. Facebook keeps changing what it's called. And we'll welcome you here in the next episode. Remember, if you're not on Facebook and want to be in touch, you can reach us by email at podcast at CanadaEquine.com. Please put about the podcast in the subject line so the email doesn't get lost. Thanks. And speaking of which, right now, I'd like to give a big welcome to Angie from Queensland, Australia, and to Anna from somewhere. (laughs) And, you know, if you've listened to the last few episodes, you'll know I'm trying to stick to a schedule of a new episode every two weeks, but that's proving to be more difficult than I'd hoped it would be. I'm feeling pretty good about getting this episode out today. I'm away in the first two weeks of December, I was hoping I'd get another episode published before Christmas, but with being away and the busyness of the holidays, I'm not sure that will happen. It's really difficult to reach the people that I want to in order to do interviews for the podcast episodes. So if you ever wonder what's up with episode publishing, you'll see announcements on the Equinely Inclined Facebook page, so it's a good idea to go there to like and follow the page so you will be notified of changes or other announcements. So until the next episode, nurture those horse lovers. Bye for now and give your horses big hugs for me.